Hello, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to Magnolia Birth Stories, Episode 1. I am Emily Benker. I am a birth doula, and I am passionate about helping mamas get their best possible birth. So often, I hear moms say that they wish they had known X about labor, or they wish they had been prepared for Y, or they didn't know how common Z was. The best way to help mamas from the start is by helping them get educated, helping them understand what real birth is like. So... That's what we're going to be doing here on Magnolia Birth Stories, and I am so grateful for our very first guest, my mama. If you don't want to call her mom, her name to most people is Ann Banks, and I am so grateful that she's here to share my birth story with all of you. Hey, mom. Hi, Emily. Thanks for having me. So you have three babies. Can you tell me about them? Two. Sure. Um, I have my oldest daughter, Morgan, who was born in uh, 1989. And then you, my beautiful daughter, Emily, who was born in 1994. And then I also have a son, Patton, who was born in 2003. So it has been a while since I had a birth experience, but I'm happy to come here and talk about it. Well, thank you. So today you're talking about my birth. So do you remember the day that you found out you were pregnant with me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I um, I knew, I, you know, you just know. And I took a test one day and couldn't tell it was too early. And I took another test and I knew um, before I got the test results, but I already knew it was positive. So. Um, we were just both really excited and, and we hugged and laughed. And then we said, oh crap, we need to get a bigger house. <laughs> oh, I love that. I actually hadn't heard that before. Um, okay. So, so you told my dad and talked about getting a bigger house. Yeah. Um, what else were the first kind of couple of steps that you took after you found out? Well, we told your sister Morgan, um, and she was excited. And then we told the grandparents, and they were really excited. And then we moved into a bigger, nicer home and decorated a nursery. And just were really excited and happy to be having a baby. And, um, we lived in a little town that had a diaper, a cloth diaper service. I thought that was really cool. So I signed up for diaper service and Papa came over one day and brought that rocking chair. It was the rock baby Emily chair. And so now that's the same chair that you use to rock your babies. Yes. So I have inherited the chair and it is in my nursery. So I have been able to rock my last two babies. And then when this one is born, we'll rock that one too. So sweet. Um, okay. So then how did your pregnancy go? Mostly great. So I had a lot of morning sickness at first and I was taking some college classes, so that was a little inconvenient, <laughs> but I, um, I mostly felt really good. I, um, 
craved those Josie's burritos. <laughs> I would um, have a Josie's burrito for breakfast and another one for lunch almost every day. <laughs> you're, you're my burrito baby. <laughs> um, you were a wiggly, squirmy ballerina, a little active baby. And, um, you know, towards the end, it's like having a basketball stuck under your ribs, you know, I, you, you were a big baby and I, it, I got uncomfortable and a little constipated, but I mean, mostly I felt great. It was a, it was a good pregnancy. I love that. The Josie's burritos, um, definitely, I definitely had to have them in the womb because now I still like them. So <laughs> and passed on. Sorry. <laughs> So did you get any outside education or hire a doula or anything like that during your pregnancy? Okay, so we did not have a doula, but we went to Lamaze class. Um, is that still a common thing? It, it is. Um, yeah, they, they still have it. It's not quite as common as it used to be. It's not the main one anymore. They, I mean, they, they couldn't make you go, but they were really adamant. They wanted all new moms to take a Lamaze class. And so we did, and, and they teach you breathing techniques uh, for pain management. And so he, 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 yes, yeah. <laughs> we did that. Um, and that's really, you know, the only um, preparation I think we had. Um, I, you know, we had... I guess our birth plan was to use Lamaze to control pain until we got to the point that I could have an epidural and then I would just follow doctor's orders and have a baby. <laughs> so it wasn't a, a real formal birth plan. <laughs> okay, that's great. So then as your due date was approaching, what happened then? Well, I think I need to back up and, and talk about my first delivery just a little bit. Um, so my older daughter, Morgan, uh, was a big baby. She was eight pounds and 13 ounces. And, um, so, um, she, she got stuck and I had a real hard time and they had to break her collarbone to sort of um, collapse her shoulders to, to deliver her. And I tore, I had a lot of stitches. It, it just was a, a difficult experience. It was not a lot of fun. It was not, a, not something I would want to do again. So fast forward, I'm pregnant with, with you and you were another big baby. You were measuring big and, and, um, you know, so we, needed a plan to avoid having those complications that, that we had before. So the doctor decided that the best thing to do would be to schedule a C-section. I mean, not a C-section, I'm sorry, um, to induce labor two weeks early. So hopefully you would be closer to eight pounds and not nine pounds. And so, um, yeah, he, he decided to, to induce labor two weeks before the due date. Okay. And how did you feel about that? Um, well, at the time, 
you know, I didn't know the only other option would have been a C-section. So I thought that sounded like a, a reasonable plan of action. Perfect. Um, so just real quick, just for listeners, um, 38 weeks is no longer a time that you can get induced uh, for specifically for big babies. So the only time they will induce you at 38 weeks is if you have some sort of complication or emergency where your life is in danger or baby's life is in danger. Otherwise, you just have to wait until 39 weeks. So if there's any kind of concern like this where an, an, an induction is the best option, then that wouldn't happen until 39 weeks. There are also lots of other techniques um, to help baby be in a good position. And we now know that ultrasounds are not super accurate. Um, and so there's lots of different evidence surrounding inductions and what is sort of the best way moving forward um, compared to what it was in 1994. So just so you know, if you have a big baby, if you are getting ultrasounds and then they're saying big baby, they still won't be able to induce you until 39 weeks. 39 weeks. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Later. Yeah. Um, okay. Perfect. All that sounds great. So then did um, you feel prepared going into your induction? Like, did your doctor walk you through what that would look like? Or they just said, we'll schedule the induction and come to the hospital? Yeah. He said, we'll schedule the induction. You come to the hospital early in the morning. We'll start an IV. Um, when we're ready, we'll give you a Pitocin drip and you'll go into labor. And from that point, I expected it to be very much like my previous delivery experience. It wasn't, but that's what I thought. <laughs> okay, so then walk me through that day. So you had to be there early. So from the moment you woke up until you got to hold me in your arms, <laughs> what did that look like? Okay. Well, I got up that morning and um, we had to be at the hospital at seven and of course I couldn't eat anything. So I was hungry and grumbly. <laughs> I was always hungry. <laughs> and, uh, we got to the hospital. They, um, started the IV, I think about seven thirty or so they started the Pitocin drip and it hit me really hard. And so I went, um, from having no contractions to having really intense contractions very quickly. And that was unexpected. And, um, you know, so I had my Lamaze training and <laughs> it was like, not really working. It was like, not enough. It actually does work. It, it helped a lot, but the, it just, came on so suddenly, uh, the contractions were harder than I expected, quicker than I expected. So I was having a hard time managing the pain. And so I asked for some help and she's the nurse said, um, it's too early to do an epidural. Uh, and we don't really want to give you drugs that might affect your baby. So we're going to hold off a little bit until you can have an epidural. So just, you know, focus on your breathing. And so we did that and we progressed a little bit. And then I said, so I had a baby monitor 
on my on my belly and I could see on the graph when it would start to climb even before I could feel it I could see that a contraction was coming so I'm really focused mm -hmm. on my breathing and and I was doing doing pretty well um and then they oh they broke my water and when they broke my water like I was dilated to maybe a four and they broke my water and then the contractions jumped again to you know another level of intensity real quickly and it kind of caught me off guard and I was like man so it's like can I have you know something for pain and the nurse said okay sure let's check you and see if we can do your epidural and so she checks my cervix and she says oh <laughs> sorry but uh, you are progressing very quickly and it's too late to do an epidural and I said wait what and she said, yeah, no, no epidural for you. Uh, but she said, you can have some pain meds in your IV now. So she, she brought me something I'm like, okay. So again, just a few minutes later, I said, you know, I, I really need some help here with the pain. And, and she said, I'm sorry, sweetie, I just gave you something. I can't give you anything else right now. And I said, no, you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and she she was a labor and delivery nurse who I'm sure had seen many, many women in labor pain. And perhaps I was the one who didn't understand. <laughs> but, but she did um, come and check me again. And, and I said, I need to push. And she came and checked me again. And she said, oh, my goodness. And she ran to get the doctor. And he came back. And I think I pushed maybe three contractions. And out pops this beautiful baby with this thick, dark hair. Like, I don't even know where all that thick, dark hair came from. But, um, you know, chubby cheeks, this beautiful, sweet baby. And I heard you cry. And it was just the most beautiful thing ever. And so it was very quick. We went from uh, no contractions to a new baby in about three and a half hours. But... Um, you know, once the baby comes, you don't even notice any of the rest of that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of magic how that happens, where everything else kind of just disappears. It's like, oh, yeah, I could do that again. This is the prize. Your dad actually said, oh, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> For him. Maybe he can do the next one. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. So, um, a couple of things. So that is extremely common for Pitocin contractions to be more painful, um, than regular contractions over the years. We've had lots of studies showing that Pitocin contractions cause significantly more pain to mamas because there's less of a break yeah. in between yeah. and it's so intense all at the same time. Yes, you don't really have yeah. a chance to calm yourself and prepare for the next wave because it, it yeah. just comes so hard and so fast. Yeah, it, it, it was intense. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, which, I mean, you had a baby in three and a half hours, so it had to have been <laughs> quick for sure. Um, the other thing about that is it's intense on the baby too. Um, and so since it was only three and a half hours, then I'm sure I handled that fine, but it can be more difficult on baby lasting long time. So, um, 
all of that is good as long as you are prepared for it. You know, if you know they're going to be closer together, you know they're going to be stronger, and it's still the best plan of action, then that's great. But you can prepare and be ready, you know? Right. No, more information in advance would have been helpful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I didn't know to expect that, so it caught me off guard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. I think the same thing um, about an epidural, too, is if you're expecting an epidural and then you don't get one, that's very different than to a labor and delivery fully prepared and expecting not to have one. So I ended up loving my birth that was unmedicated. I would choose that over my two epidural ones, but I was prepared for it and I had the support and the education for it. It wasn't like a huge shift in my plan. Yeah, exactly. Makes a big difference, I think. I, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, thanks, Mom, for sharing all that. So then what would you say was your favorite part of the day? Oh, definitely snuggling my healthy baby. You know, all the months of anticipation. And then back then there was no like skin to skin when your baby's born. They would take your baby at least to the other side of the room and usually down the hall to a nursery and they would clean the baby and do all the APGAR scores and all the things and, and make sure the baby was healthy and then put it in a warmer and, you know, make sure it was that the baby could uh, maintain its body temperature. And they would bring it to you sometime later after they deemed that it was a healthy baby. So, you know, moms didn't get to snuggle your baby right away. And, but, Papa, my dad, followed you down to the nursery to make sure that they were taking good care of you. <laughs> and so, you know, when they finally bring the baby back, um, you know, I mean, during that time when they're doing that, mom is still busy. So deliver the placenta and get stitches and all, the, all those other things you need to do. So, um, but the best part of the day is obviously when they bring your baby back and you get to smell your baby and snuggle your baby. And, you know, it, it, that was a very sweet moment. You mm. we were very loved. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So um, I also need to add the um, story about your first phone call after I was delivered and you got the phone not to call anyone special but to call for <laughs> so hungry i hadn't eaten since the night before and there was a tv in the in the labor room and your dad had been watching tv and i kept hearing pizza hut commercials <laughs> in the background the whole time I'm in labor. <laughs> so even with the Pitocin and whatever, I was like, I want some pizza. So yeah, and um, Papa ran down to Pizza Hut and brought us back some, some pizza. It was the best pizza I'd ever had. <laughs> huh. I always think that's a good story. So. Yeah, that's really cool. That's one of Papa's favorite stories too, that that was the first thing I asked for. <laughs> I want my baby, I want a pizza. <laughs> I feel like that sounds like so many other moms out there. So, Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 You're hungry when you get to that point. Um, okay. So looking back, how do you feel about your whole experience overall? Well, that's a little complicated. So I do appreciate 
that he scheduled the delivery two weeks early, hoping that you would be a manageable size that I could deliver. But I also had concerns about your respiratory health and those things in delivering a baby a little bit early. That was a little bit scary. Um, I, I definitely could have benefited from a doula, from some knowledgeable person helping to lay out some of the options so that I would know better how to uh, prepare for another large baby. Um, I didn't have that. that, that wasn't available to me. Um, even coming two weeks early, you were still only four ounces smaller than your sister. You were still a big baby, but the delivery went smoothly. It, it worked out okay. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I know that we could have done better. We could have managed pain better. We, we could have had a better plan, but I didn't know any better at the time. So. Hmm. Okay. Um, so then what did your postpartum period look like? What was your recovery like? I was really tired. <laughs> I was really sore. Um, but you were a really good baby. You ate well right from the beginning and you slept well and I slept when you did. And so we bounced back together pretty quickly. Um, but it was, it was good. 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 Um, was there anything that surprised you during postpartum? Um, I remember, uh, standing in the shower and breast milk spraying <laughs> the shower. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, that uh, is common too. That happens. <laughs> if you had any advice for a pregnant mama, what advice would you give? I think take the time to savor the moment. When you get close to the end of your pregnancy, it sort of feels like pregnancy drags on forever. But in hindsight, it's just a flash. And so I think, you know, really just take a moment and appreciate the flutters and the kicks and the baby toes under your ribs and all those things, because that's a special sensation. and. And there's nothing else like it. So just appreciate that while you can. I feel like I didn't learn that so well until this pregnancy, baby number four. And I've I've loved pregnancy in general. I just love babies, obviously. I'm a birth doula for a reason. I love um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I didn't realize how fast it actually goes. You know, nine months seems like a long time. The last month seems like it takes forever. Drags on, yeah. Yeah, but man, afterwards, in reality, it, it feels so fast. I cannot believe I've had three pregnancies. I'm on pregnancy number four already. Already, just yeah. Fast. Blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, is there anything else you want to share that I didn't ask about? Um, no, I think I'll just say um, that it's really fun and exciting for me to sit back and watch you uh, to help other moms have a better informed 
better delivery, just have a better birthing experience. And that's really fun for me to sit back and watch you do that and, and be able to help other moms do it better than, than we did. <laughs> and that's, that's awesome. Thanks mom. I appreciate that. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much. I think that's all the questions I have. So thank you for coming on today. I feel like this was the perfect way, just this really special and sweet way to kick off Magnolia Birth Stories with having you share. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. It was fun. Good. Um, okay. If you are expecting and looking for birth education or birth doula, as virtual or in person, please go to magnoliabirthlbk.com to view my options or contact me directly. If you would like to be a guest on Magnolia Birth Stories and share your story with us, I would love to have you. Um, I have a link on my website as well under the podcast section, and there's a link you can go there. And it's just a short um, little questionnaire to fill out and that'll get sent to me and then we can find a time and have you come on. Um, again, I am Emily Bettenker. I'm a birth doula, passionate about helping mamas get their best possible birth. I'm so grateful you chose to listen today as my sweet mama shared the story of my birth. And I can't wait to see y'all again next week. Uh, when Miss Emily Arrington will be sharing with us. So have a great night.